Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And welcome on into another edition of the Tuesday Crew on WRSU FM. I'm Chris Cones. We got Jared Bladice and Alex Carminati. Amir Lighty will be here in just a moment. And today is a very special day in sports. Today is the day that the NBA resumes regular season action. Hey, hey, hey! We're back in action, baby. Hey, hey, hey! Indeed. Um, you know, a full slate here tonight. Um, the one game that really stands out to me is Nets uh, at Milwaukee. Obviously, uh, first game of the season on TNT, national, nationally televised. Um, you know, just a great, great matchup. I think the two best teams in the East this year. Yeah, it's the, it's the beast of the East. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I think the general consensus was that a fully healthy Nets team is better than the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this was before um, Kyrie Irving uh, decided to, you know, step away from the team. But we're not going to get into that. We're focusing on the players that are on the court. Fair enough. Um, and I'm not convinced, as a Nets fan, and this is as excited as I've been about the Nets uh, in any season since I started watching them. I'm not convinced that they're better than the Bucks. Not just because they're down a star, but have you seen Giannis's jump shot? It looks smooth. I mean. He just turned into a taller version of Kevin Durant. Mm. Just the way he's able to shoot. I mean, he was hitting threes, like, regularly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that clunky shot that, you know, we sort of attributed to Giannis in the earlier part of his career, even this even this year. Uh-huh. I mean, he already has a physical advantage over pretty much everyone in the league, uh-huh. save, save a handful of players. I mean, how do you defend this guy? Let's also keep in mind, Chris, that Giannis Antetokounmpo all of a sudden became one of the best free-throw shooters as well in the entire game. So it's not just his shot all across the floor, his ability to score from downtown. As a whole, Giannis just transformed into this elite scorer. Not just a bigger version than than Kevin Durant, but a bigger version than pretty much any star you can name in the entire game right now. Jared as well. I mean, it just I mean, he's been just electric, especially during that postseason run. Every Ever since really beating the Nets in seven in that second round, he came alive um, during the finals. I mean, d- during the uh, conference finals b- b- before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and then when he came back during the finals, the man was putting up forty points, thirty points. He scored fifty to win the championship for them. Giannis Antetokounmpo right now, by far, far is a top five player in this game. That is no question about it right now. Just as a whole, when it comes to the way he's, Chris, you mentioned it, how he's able to transform just like that, but not just his jump shot. His free throws are very crucial to watch out for. This was a guy who, again, takes his long time. The fans count and they chant. Some the, pace uh, of play issues with Giannis' free throws, yes. Anyway, the man all of a sudden was able to knock it down to 10 seconds or whatever, but regardless of the timing, he he was able to score crucial free throws, especially in the finals versus Phoenix. So when you look at this player, not just from across the floor, but again, using him to drive down the lane, to drive inside the paint, to create foul opportunities and create opportunities at the charity stripe, you look at him and he's just a 
transform player completely. I agree with that. I think his free throw shooting definitely defines him now. And his his, his free throw shooting, in a way, is going to carry him farther and carry him really to the elite level he will become and really the elite level he's at already than what it was last year. I mean, his free throw shooting was just phenomenal, especially during that finals. I think his free throw shooting as a whole is, is going to make or break his entire season this year. I don't think the free throws are going to make or break. I mean, making his free throws is important. Yeah, he should make them. He's an NBA player. Yeah, but but no, but even if, say, he was still a 70% or whatever it was right. free throw shooter, he is a six foot eleven basketball player who is regularly draining threes. No, that that's that, incredible. That's, that is much more important. One, because the three pointer is just more important in the NBA in general. But number sure. two, he's six foot eleven and he's making threes. You cannot defend against someone who can do that. No, it's it's impossible. What are you what are you gonna do? Stick up like a, a perimeter defender like in in his face? Like he's just gonna go over them, <laughs> literally. Yeah, no. I mean, I maybe Kevin Durant would be the only one I can think of. I he's the most similar Chris. player, uh, but I think Giannis is unguardable. I, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I mean, I'm gonna say, call me crazy, but at the end of the season, I would not be surprised if we say Giannis is the consensus number one player in the NBA. Right now, That's I think fair. it's KD. I think it's KD. Yes. You can tell me if I'm wrong. It's a race between the two. It is a race sure. between the two of them. And at the end of the season, if the Bucks do go far again, which a lot of people have them going, Giannis could be the consensus number one player in the NBA. I I don't think that's a hot take at all. Not at all. I think I agree. I mean, again, he's just he's become so versatile. Chris, don't get me wrong. His three point shooting is so lethal, so incredible, and how he's been able to do that is so really remarkable. It's the biggest no, it is. transformation no, he could have possibly made. No, it's it's insane. But also, again, those free throws also at the same time, the way he's been able to just become this elusive free throw shooter, possibly one of the best, if not the best free throw shooters in the entire game. As a whole, we can agree that Giannis right now possibly could be the best player right now. And when you look at Giannis as a whole, his game has transformed to a level we would have never expected possibly. But also, you know, I think it's not the biggest thing to go back on the other side of the argument. The biggest thing holding back the Milwaukee Bucks is not Giannis Antetokounmpo. You could have made that argument in the past, but not anymore. The biggest thing holding back the Milwaukee Bucks are the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they're not good. But who would you rather have as your second star, Chris Middleton or James Harden? Well, Chris Middleton on fire. James Harden for sure. But But on fire, but when he's on fire. Chris Middleton on fire is the second coming of Michael Jordan. I mean... (laughs) You could see. Do you want to? But you want to bet when, on him getting hot at the right time in the playoffs. That, you don't. I mean, obviously Chris, you that's can, the issue. But when Chris, he does, he does. Chris, before what? before Chris Middleton became this elusive shooter from downtown, I was one of the biggest Chris Middleton critics that you'll ever find. The man changed my mind the way he was able to carry Milwaukee. First off, when Giannis got injured to the finals, number one. Chris Middleton got them to the finals. Giannis won them the finals. So I really, agree. when you, when that's fair, when, but it's also a small sample at, size. When you look at Chris Middleton and how he was able to carry the load when Giannis was injured, that says a lot right there. And even when Giannis made the big plays, let's not forget when you needed a big three and a big splash to tie the game or pull them ahead, who got the big shot? Who got the big shot from downtown? Giannis did too, don't get me wrong. But to either tie the game or pull them ahead the majority of the time, Chris Middleton was the one who made the big shot from downtown, especially in Game 3 of the Finals, to win them that first game and then win four straight to win the entire thing in six. So Chris Middleton's play as a whole, I think, really is being a little underrated here. 
But when it comes to the ability of his shooting, his caliber, his overall skill from downtown, it says a lot about Chris Middleton. I Look, Giannis number one, I agree with you. Chris Middleton, though, just this postseason became an elusive scorer and a player you can rely on, especially from downtown. I think as a whole, what what is the sort of weak point or really what sort of could make or break possibly for the Bucks is Mike Budenhoser. And whether... He, whether how he coaches, how he coaches this year, whether he's able to let Giannis continue to do his thing, Chris Milton do his thing, Drew Holiday, let's not forget about him, by the way. He was very underrated. His defense was fantastic during that uh, finals performance and really during the playoffs as a whole. I think the possible thing could be if Mike Budenhoser gets a bit too much control. Let the players run the floor. Let the players do their thing. If Mike Budenhoser has complete control of the situation, that's where we can see the back and forth and possible slide. What particular aspect of Mike Budenholzer's coaching don't you like? What what I didn't like was when Giannis was being pretty much misused and, and how Giannis's game was limited, especially earlier on in the season and earlier on during the playoffs. You look back at um, the the Nets series, and when they were down 2 nothing originally, Giannis was nowhere to be found. Giannis wasn't being used correctly at all. They were relying on other players to drive to the rim, and they were counting on Giannis to make the shot originally. Over time, Giannis developed into being that top three-point shooter, don't get me wrong, but uh, what they did right was, was was letting Giannis run the floor and let Giannis play at his own pace and let Giannis pretty much do his thing ins- inside the paint. If you let him drive to the basket, then what developed was the three-point shot. Then what developed was the exciting free-throw shooting he was making. So when you look at you know letting letting Giannis do his thing, let him run the floor. Don't misuse Giannis and let Giannis pretty much have control of the reins. I guess you can say on the floor, it's going to pay dividends, and we're going to see a repeat performance of what we saw this past summer. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly, I think a lot of the hate that Mike Budenholzer got wasn't really fair. I think that for the most part, the main issue with the Milwaukee Bucks in the beginning is just that you know. It took a while for Giannis to really get into a rhythm in the playoffs. That's and, fair. And, oh, by the way, there was also a major injury in the middle of the net series that, you know, kind of transformed that whole series. Um, so, you know, that's another factor we can't take away. But, you know, I, I just – I don't know. I just – in the NBA, I feel like the impact of coaching on winning and losing is a bit overstated, especially on a contender because the stars are really running the show. Oh, sure. The coaches are there to help provide guidance, you know, manage the rotations. But Budenhoser like at time had a bit too much control, which led uh, to, to, I don't know to the back. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't think they were I, – I mean, I, they weren't playing as well. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But was it because of the coach or was it just I think the so. players were not Budenho- executing well? Budenhoser's uh, agenda, his play calling, all that stuff, it didn't his really agenda? pan out. I mean, it's tough because, like, Budenhoser's not the one on the court making shots. Like, you yes. can't help that. Exactly. That's fair. I mean, I I see where, like, I agree, like, Budenholzer was going to be out of a job if they didn't win the finals. Absolutely. Like, that was going to happen. But, but would like, that have been Budenholzer's fault? Would it have been, you know, yeah, just he would have been the one who would have taken the fall? Yeah, he would have taken the fall, and, that's, and they were using him as that. And that's not just the Bucks. You know, that's generally how coach firings usually work Especially in this league. Especially in the NBA. Yes. I mean, compared to other sports, like, in the NBA, if you're bad, it automatically looks to the coach. Sure. Even yeah. though, like, like, besides baseball, like, this is one of the sports that, like, coaching has a lot less of an impact. Like, in football, obviously, we know it's a huge impact. But, like, if Budenholzer was out there hitting threes, it would be completely different, but he's not. Honestly, I think it's the second least impactful, and the least impactful would probably be baseball. Yeah, baseball is definitely the least impactful. The difference, though, in this situation is that, especially when you saw 
when you saw in the second round versus Brooklyn when they had the struggles and they had, you know, really questionable plays happening, Mike Boonehoser was calling the majority of the shots during that time. Mike Boonehoser used Giannis the wrong way. Guys even here on the crew were talking about that and, and how Giannis was misused during the early stages of, of, of the playoffs. But how Giannis was able to take control, Giannis was able to actually find his own set, his own rhythm, his own ability to run the floor like he should have been doing in the first place. Giannis nonetheless was able to do that, which led to, of course, what happened, their championship. Amir Lighty is also with us. Amir, we're talking a lot here. I want to hear your take on this situation re regarding the Bucks and the entire opening of the NBA season. I was not about to talk of this whole segment because I came late. <laughs> Why no, not, you're fine. Man, we're not going to yes. lock you out of the lecture hall. Come no. on. <laughs> Come on in. Nah, because, you know, every time me and Alex get into it, we really get into it. Buckle up. <laughs> nah, um, I, I honestly, I'm actually agreeing with Alex for once. And I'll take I, I, I think, but obviously the Bucks didn't win. Obviously, he had, the coach had to go. Definitely oh, had to go. Well, absolutely. that would have happened. That would have definitely happened. That. No, 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 definitely. But I, I think, you know, going forward with the Bucks, honestly, like they didn't they didn't lose anyone really in the offseason, right? Who Not did they all. lose? No, they, they didn't. didn't lose anyone, right? They kept Bobby Portis. They re-signed Bobby Portis too. Right. Forbes. They, they kept Forbes? Bobby Portis. Oh well, I mean if they don't have Forbes, they might have lost Brandon. But but let me check that. They might have but the thing is like Chris Middleton, I honestly think is probably like I think so highly of him. Like that's a perfect combo with Absolutely. with Giannis and, and Middleton. And now that I'm seeing Giannis is doing pull-up threes is really scaring yes. Chris Middleton shut up all the critics. This oh, year. always. And including I don't, and, myself. And I don't know why. Exactly. Inclu including exactly. myself. And I don't know why people always hated on Chris Middleton. Like, Chris Middleton always showed. Sometimes, he wasn't you know, consistent. he that wasn't was consistent. Problem. That was definitely that was probably was consistent. But in a playoff game, he's dropping 40 points. He dropped 40 points. Um, what, oh, I forgot what game it was. It's been a while, while. I remember he dropped, I think, like 41. I forgot what series it was, but, like, as you're supposed to be the number two and you're dropping uh -huh. 40 points, that is, that's amazing. Oh, sure. So, I get, go I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to say, but then that leads back to my, my previous point, which is if you were the GM of an NBA team, mm -hmm. you already have one generational superstar, be it KD, mm -hmm. Giannis, whoever, mm -hmm. and you have your choice of one second star you could have on your team. Mm-hmm. And you have one season to win a ring. Mm -hmm. Who are you taking, Chris Middleton or James Harden? Chris Middleton. Middleton. I'm taking Chris really? Middleton. Because, no, because I'd go with Harden. I, I, I would go with Harden J James for one year. I, not, not I'm not for talking like long term because Middleton's younger. Uh, I'm saying no, like, not even not even because of age. No, I think no, I, I think Middleton is way better of a team player than Harden. Middleton first can of prove all. it now too. Middleton is definitely more worthy because Harden is always having hamstring problems and mm -hmm. he's out for you know 13 to 15 games. Middleton usually it's not usually one on the injury report as much, but if it is, it's serious so I would honestly take Middleton to be my second guy over Harden obviously Harding amazing shooter sure three points can definitely control a game can drop 60 on you if he needs to and even but, when Harden was healthy in that series he was pretty much absent you, right you, you 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 rarely saw him right Chris Middleton the entire playoffs became this all of a sudden scorer and again mind you when Giannis went down with the injury Chris Middleton Chris got Middleton. him to the finals. Chris he did. I'm not, I'm not taking away got him there. Exactly. I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying that he hasn't no, of you know, improved. No, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't take him. I, I think that is a bigger question in terms of who is going to be the Eastern Conference champion, uh, the Nets or the Bucks. I think those two Prime teams. Milwaukee. 
I mean, but that but it, it comes down to that really. I, I think honestly, KD and, and Giannis, you know, that's going to be a battle for the Oh, ages, absolutely. Uh, especially with the way Giannis has improved this offseason. But it's going to be that supporting cast beyond just, you know, uh, Middleton, Harden, you know, it's going to be on some of those other, you know, ancillary pieces around them too. Drew Holiday is going to be a big factor yes. this year, I think. Yes. Yeah, Drew Holiday has to be a big factor He's this year. He's going to be. And I think he will be. But honestly, you know who's going to be Eastern Conference Finals this year? Y'all ready for my hot take? Okay. Go for it. Bulls. Okay. That's what we're here for. Bulls? Yes. I the Chicago the Bulls. Bulls. I wow. I, I win. I think you're going to be good. I don't know if I go that far, I though. I love them. Playoffs. Okay. Playoffs. Yeah. Make your case. Make your case. I want to hear this. Top four in the East. Top four in the East I for sure. Agree. Okay. Top four in the East. Second round, I maybe. Think, maybe second round. No, I'm thinking Eastern Conference Finals. Ugh. That's Ooh. a I'm, that's just my hot take, no, not okay. not realistically. I, I respect but in my hot yes. like a, a if you want an underdog, I'm going with the. I respect Chicago that Bulls completely Absolutely. over the Atlanta Hawks. Here's what I'm gonna wow. say. Wow. Here's over what I'm gonna Atlanta. say. If the Bucks and the Nets have to meet before that, the Eastern Conference that's what I'm Finals, saying. yes, then okay. I think the Bulls yes. will be in Eastern okay. Conference if, Finals. If if for some reason they have to meet if second round, if they're not round, one and two, if the, if Bulls, one the Bucks and Nets are not one and two, you think the Bulls beat Atlanta? Yeah. Really? Atlanta's yeah. not that good. I think, I think Atlanta had a great, great, no, no, they did. great season. I think they had a great momentum. Sure. But I don't think they're going to do that again. They Depends need another. They need Trae another. Young. They need another superstar to help Trey Young. That, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's I fair. I think they John need. Collins they need great, John Collins is great. He's not there. He's yeah, not there. you know, I agree uh, with that. Cam Reddish, you know, great, all that, but like Bogdanovich, yeah, that's Bogdanovich, fair. yeah, that's fair. Gallinari. They're like great. where the Bucks would be if they didn't have Middleton. Right. That's fair. They, 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 they. Oh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> they 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 do good ball movement. Yes, <laughs> they have great ball movement. They can uh, you know facilitate facilitate everything, but I just think um, they just don't. They're they're. I think because they had such a great series versus New York, they just had that momentum. Right, like they just had that. You know, Trey Young was always that enemy. You know, yep. I, I'm saying the words to him and everything. So I'm just thinking, you know what? He needs a haircut. You know, right. <laughs> 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 That's why. Yeah. So I'm like. I'm like that was the momentum that made them get to that finals. If they don't have that finals momentum, I'm going Bulls. It's the same thing that happened. Like, didn't the Bucks and the Nets meet before the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, it yeah, was. It's, it's, yeah, it's, if the same thing happens this year, yeah, instead it was of the, the Hawks, second round, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's instead what I'm of the Hawks, instead of the Hawks, I agree with the Bulls. I'm if Zach Levine stays healthy, they're just healthy, a good team. They're, they're I'm feeling, and they just feel they feel good. That's what I'm saying. Team. It's a new team. It's a new team. They feel new. good, and that's what Zach Levine needed. A freaking help they just he needed help the way he's dropping five threes a game dropping 40 every night he just had no help yeah, i see their situation now. a bit similar to milwaukee and and, and here's why mm. not just because they're in the same division of course the the central division but mm. if milwaukee was able to take this team Giannis able to develop and chris middleton drew holiday all these pieces actually rise all of a sudden to win them a championship i think chicago can see themselves doing the same thing by building pieces as well so it's 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 not just because they're in the same division, but because they are in the same division, I think they looked at Milwaukee in a way saying, hey, if this team in our division can do this in a one-year period, grabbing one more star to put with Giannis and actually build up Chris Middleton and all of that, we can possibly make a run. They made a run to win the entire thing. I think Chicago's looking to do, do, do the same thing right here with, with, with Zach Levine. Now, now, now with Alonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan and... Alice Caruso off the bench and whoever else you want to put into the equation. Can they do that? We'll have to see. But that's a really intriguing take. And I'm going to make sure that stays on tape because if oh, that yeah. does happen. Keep it on tape. I'll, that, Amir, I'll make a bet with you right now. Oh, 
If, if that happens. Locks is coming up in like two minutes. Locks is coming up, but here's my pre-lock for Amir. If the Bulls make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll, I'll pay you $20 and I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> it depends where dinner's at. You, you, if, you, if you're taking me to Cheesecake, then. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> the choice is yours. He's going to pull up to Olive yours. Garden. Just, just you wait. Heck no. I don't do Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. What is no. that? No. Heck no. Oh, he's definitely an Olive Garden Heck guy. No. You're I, can, Olive, I can tell. The only thing me? I will eat at Olive Garden is I the breadsticks. Are you kidding me? The only thing. If I'm buying this man anything, it's going to be Cuban food. Are you kidding me? I'm Cuban, baby. Of course, my. You like Cuban? My, yeah. I am you're Cuban. Cuban? I, I am Cuban. <laughs> Alex, you're, you're my, Cuban? My Hispanic heritage will play an impact in, in, Mine too. in the dinner. Okay. I'll put Brazil with you. Brazil? I, okay. Yeah. I see you. I see you there. Fair Damn. enough. But the bet is this. All right, $20 fine. And, a, and a dinner to a Cuban restaurant on me. All right, bet. Deal. Let's go. Boss, keep that on tape. I want you to make a one-way Keep bet. it up we'll on, keep there, it on boss. tape. It'll be on Spotify. Keep it on tape. Keep it on Spotify. Air it across the entire place if if you have to. I well, don't we already really did. Care. It's a live radio show, but I mean, <laughs> well, we, we um, you know you gotta keep it on. We can, we can you save know, we the can tape save and play it week after week after week, and just you know we can we can have the audience oh. remember about and it. And by the way, like if any of these teams flop out, and I'm, I'm including the Nets in this, but the Nets like have a like if, if they're like they massively underperform, like right. by all means, mm-hmm. grab the tape from this show, put me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, that, they'll, it's more fun if the that Nets way. flop, and you know by that time. They he they will be on the segment of what grinds me as gears. I promise you that. Fair enough. I promise. We gotta you that. get like we gotta get like some imaging going for that. We need like an intro like yeah. to uh, <laughs> yeah. what grinds me. I, I got I got I got one today. I got one today. Okay, all right. Let me ask. Okay, so not only do we have the Nets and the Bucks tonight, but we of course have the Warriors and the Lakers at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's yeah. another big matchup. Let's Listen. talk about the West a little bit in the uh, last few, few minutes we have in this Listen, first segment. I'm an OKC fan. But this year, I'm an okay L.A. fan. All right? Great. All right? I need Russell to get his ring. I need Melo to get his ring so people can stop disrespecting him. Because a couple people, I don't know, and I'm not going to put them on blast, but a couple people have told me that Melo is not a Hall of Famer just because he doesn't have a ring. That's crazy. So I need that slander to stop. I need it. And I just need Braun to... Braun to win. Braun the greatest ever do it. Get the heck out of here. It's Jordan, baby. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. It's Jordan. Y'all crazy. But that is going to be a really intriguing matchup. And and to, to be honest with you, I think Golden State's going to make a run out of this year. If I they have, if Clay stays healthy, Clay's got to be healthy. Well, I hope he does. Clay's got to be healthy. He, he's come back around like Christmas-ish. So they got to survive until then. Tonight, but to it's it's all on Steph right now. And Steph is coming off that fantastic year he had. Personally, I, mean, I thought they he They were sh- fine last year. They were they were a playing team. No. No, no, no. No, no, I know. Ooh, no, they weren't. Yes, the they Warriors? Were. Yeah, they played yeah, the they Lakers were. in the plan. LeBron. I, I mean, yeah, it was a, but it's the plan. The plan's what? Uh, eight through ten? Steph still carries them to get there. Huh? Steph, Steph still no, carries Steph, them to yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah, but I like mean, I'm saying, there's no playing game. Th- like, they ain't playing nothing. I think Golden like, State's if, if, a if, team If there was no playing out. game, they're not. They weren't going nowhere. They weren't doing nothing. Who, the Warriors? Yeah. yeah. The West is wide open. More wide open. No, but they got Clay back. I hope Clay stays healthy because. I even though I hate the Warriors, I really hope they're fun. Hold, they're fun. <sighs> they are. The West is wide more wide open than people think. I think it is very wide. It's open. wide open. I don't think the Lakers got it. To be honest with you, I don't know. It could be the Warriors. It could be Denver. I got my money on the Jazz. Could, could be Phoenix. Thank again. you. Oh my gosh! I was about to say that. I'm a Jazz fan. I'm rocking the shirt <laughs> are right you? now. What? Jazz. Yeah, I'm a huge Jazz I should fan. call. I should call Donnie, Donnie right Mitchell. now. Don Mitchell. Me, I me, me, call... me and Donnie are boys. Met him before. 
Really? Yeah. Did you really? You know that's you know that's asking my boy though. Really? Yeah, like, like I play Warzone with him like every night and everything. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, bro, that's like a big brother to me. Wow. Yeah, we I went to the Christmas game in 2019, 2019 when they played the Trailblazers. <sighs> Damon, 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 uh, Damon, Don. Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy Damon experience. Don. That's incredible. Paul, Paul, him, I mean, him and, Ro- and Royce, those are like my big bros. I tell you, just thank God, gentlemen, that basketball's back. Agree. The NBA is back. That if there's anything we agree on, it's yeah, that. It's yeah, that. it's I, that. Basketball I, is back. The action is here. The season is here. And tomorrow, I better not see Ben Simmons. I think he actually got suspended. <laughs> he's not, Yo, no, he's well, suspended one game tonight. He's suspended one game. You might, you already. Might not see he's tomorrow. Not, tomorrow. He's, get a, he's gonna get a uh, bro. Trade him. Trade. him. I know. Trade him. He's terrible. Well, know. if you want to make a trade, apparently Sacramento did not include Marvin Bagley. Bagley. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with you? I mean, what Sacramento, is Sacramento gonna thinking? Sacramento. Like you're not, you're not even a good team, and you're not gonna start one of your best <laughs> players. Yo, free the Aaron Fox. Please yes. free him. Bring him with Joel. Him. Absolutely. Whoa. Yeah, they'll whoa, never do that for whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Heck no, I don't need Darren Fox on the 76 Oh, I would love heck that. You and also, me? I would if, love that. Heck no. I mean, they did also just leave Marvin Bagley out of the rotation, but... If you're gonna trade De'Aaron Fox, I'm not trading him for Ben Simmons. No, I agree. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. I know, that would be that would be malpractice. Like, that would be, be grounds miracle. for them to force a sale and move him to Anaheim. Like it, I mean, it'd yeah. be a miracle. It'd be a miracle. That'd be look, man. Ben Simmons, man. I could. <laughs> oh, good terrible. Oh, it's, it's painful. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I just you, I just love that everyone you, used to tell me if that if you traded Donovan's him worse. two years ago and kept Jimmy Butler, or if you traded him earlier on in the past off season, they you thought had a just trade him like two but days they ago. Thought, but they thought he was gonna be the leader. Like they thought he was gonna bring him to the promised land. Are they dumb? The like, man is he a, sucks. The man's a as point, soon as as soon as you don't make not one free throw. <laughs> the man's listed as a point guard. He's built like a power forward. Yo, just, just but that, I don't even sense. think. That's the biggest issue. I think that would be actually an asset if he could actually shoot. But he can't shoot. The issue that, is he's a child. The, the issue is he's a yes. child. He's yes. a child, too. Yes. He's a true. child. That's I always true. thought he was a child. I mean, I always, yeah, he always has. Do you guys remember he was on LSU for one year? Right. Do you know how what, how he spent his time at LSU? He probably was partying and then going Well, like, Well, like he played, but like the second they didn't make the NCAA tournament, like the, I think they were in the – I'm pretty sure they were in the NIT that year. Like he didn't stick around with for that. Um, he immediately like made like he was like a guest on some documentary where all he did was complain about how how he couldn't um you know how he had to play college basketball and Give like me a break. stoop below to that level and I'm like really like look the NCAA has serious issues and you know oh for sure athletes at Rutgers have done a great job of speaking out about that Geo but he did not but my but, God yes but Ben Simmons did not like mean it in an activist way he basically just made a documentary to complain about it and you know it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way the way he handled that and that was kind of like a is this guy really about the team or is he about Ben Simmons he's about himself it's like obviously about himself and this this past year and this past offseason was the ultimate example of that I mean it's just how he it's handles amazing himself. How he's on this it team. goes back to when he was at LSU. It's amazing but. how he's still on this team. It really is. It is mind boggling. Yeah, like, like, oh my, like, if there, I, I don't know why, like, people think Ben Simmons is gonna, like, what are the 76ers thinking? Like, is Ben Simmons gonna take him to the finals? Like, just trade him. <laughs> just trade him. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't understand why you don't trade him already. They're afraid because of tra- that they they're are. gonna Can't, trade him and not get anything back. That's what him. makes sense. Yeah, they could have gotten a, a, they should, a, a hefty yeah, offer from him earlier on. Yeah, it is too late. Now they're stuck. Honestly, no, 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 no. I don't think they're stuck. I don't think they're stuck. I don't think they're stuck. I think it's just like, because I promise you, the Charlotte Hornets would love Ben Simmons. 
the Pelicans would love Ben Simmons. Like, you got you teams that they they're but that's no one's the, gonna offer an All Star caliber player for Ben Simmons. Nobody is draft picks. You want to give away your future oh. for Ben Simmons? You can get a 15th overall pick for I'll Ben give Simmons. You six, I'll take like, I'll What give are you going to get? You sec- at this round. point, I'll but take it. What are the odds that the draft capital you get back is going to return a, a player anywhere near Ben Simmons' caliber? Chris, honestly, honestly, but like, his caliber, his value, I should say. But, Chris, at re- this real point, serious? you trade anything. Wait, wait you but trade real serious? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, I don't think you're going to get much back for him. I, I think the Sixers value him. I'll take a bag of peanuts at this point. That's how bad it's Okay, but, okay, okay, but. Okay, shout out my boy Sam, Gordon Hayward for Ben Simmons. Uh, I mean, that's not bad. That's, that's not a horrible that's value. That's not bad. No, that's not a horrible that's, value. And Gil, the other, I Hayward's would rather take Hayward. A little iffy though. It is. His contract is a little bit. Too okay, much. But it is. Ben Simmons isn't. Ben, no, but ben Simmons that's is fair. worse. That's I'm pretty fair. sure. That, if anything, the, the Celtics fair. would get the worst end of that deal. But you know, yeah, that I think is somewhat reasonable. But the other question is, and I think this is the real reason why the Sixers are like hesitant to pull the trigger. Say what you want about Ben Simmons and his game. I, I would happily do that. I would is, too. Is, if you take whatever you would get back from a potential Ben Simmons trade, is whatever you, you get back from that, plus Joel Embiid, plus the rest of this current Sixers roster, is that enough to win you the East and win you a championship? Right now, no. no. Not even They close. are currently, you know, they were really counting. The whole way the roster is constructed, you know, they didn't entirely do themselves favors by drafting Nerlens Noel fourth overall or – um, what, what was Fultz, the other guy? First overall. Fultz. Well, Fultz actually like he Julia Okafor. Kind of Julia Okafor. He was the worst one at all. But they had so many good picks. They wasted half of them. Yeah. They did not have any room for error. They had needed Ben Simmons to hit. <laughs> Remember that Nerlens Noel, and then I they mean, traded Simmons, it to us. Simmons did uh, hit. No, like, he was Noel, good. but okay. <laughs> Sorry. No. No. Well, he, he could be a no. no. I don't know. <laughs> Nerlens Noel. That means. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. The point is. They needed Ben Simmons to be that missing piece. He's not. And, and he's, he's not. not. He's not. But he kind of was. Like, he, they were good. He was going to be. He was like. He, he just has, fell off. He has been the future star of the Sixers for the last four years. Yes, and he just vanished. And he never, it never <laughs> materialized. He never became the present. It's a shame. Joel Embiid did. Because he sucks. But he never did. Well, yes. <laughs> he does. I remember. He does. You're not wrong, All I'm Jared. saying is I remember when all of you, not all of you, I'm just saying all of you in the general, said Ben Simmons was better than Donovan Mitchell. That's all I'm gonna say. I regret. I remember it. Rookie of the year. I even have. I have a. I have a hoodie that Donovan sent me. It says "Rookie Question Mark" when he got Rookie of the Year when it was scammed and should have went to Donovan because Ben didn't play. You know. You know Ben. There was like reports saying that like Ben just didn't want to play that year when he first came to league. Like he could have played, but he didn't want to play that year when he was injured. He well. He waited like two years or so to actually play. That's what I'm saying. But he could have played that year he came to the league. Like. I know that 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 should have been your first red flag. That should have been a oh wow he doesn't want to play for us what already. What gets me like, is just again you you had the ability to trade him two years ago. Okay, fine. You had the ability to trade him this off season, early on in the off season, in the early stages. Maury didn't have the gall to actually make, pull the trigger. That's what upsets me. And at that time, you could have gotten someone really lethal to put with Joel Embiid to keep this team in the top four at least in the East. I don't know. It's just it's 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 really sad. It's really heartbreaking. It kind of made me mad too that they put the 76ers as a top ten team. Wow, that I'm I, so serious. I, I think they still are. They're like a nine ten. Borderline. Joel alone will Joel get them there. Borderline, they make some top four. They, they will finish top four in the East. That I, I, I can assure you. I, I would put money on it. I don't know, but, but with that being said, 
NBA is starting, but we have our locks coming up next. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back after this commercial break here. This is The Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Locks of the week, locks of the week, locks of the week here on the Tuesday edition of the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM, also online at WRSU.org. I'm Alex Carminati with Amir Lighty, Chris Sakonis, Jared Bladice. That was a nice song by Kanye, guys. Or actually, Yee. No, ye. no, it's no, ye no, now. no, 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 Alex, no, it's not Yee. <laughs> it not is Yee. Yay, 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 yay. Kanye, so yay. Oh, okay, I thought it was yay, Yee also. Okay. I thought no, it was guys, yay, yay, yay. come on. So he yay. changed his name. Yay, yay, yay. Oh okay, my God. anyway. It's and the only reason why you knew that song is because I told you. Well, it's a great song. We yelled at you we for like 10 minutes. It was the highlight of the show. It was a great song. Jesus. Graduation, con- congratulations on the graduation. That was just fantastic. Alex, before you do Locks of the Week, what's the name of that song? Graduation, right? No. <laughs> that's no. the name of the See, album. That's the name of the album. See? I Is it, it Glory Days? No. no. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Alex. Homecoming, homecoming, homecoming. Homecoming. Go, Some, go. Just go. Just go. Just go before you get me mad. Just go before you get me mad. Just go before you get me mad. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'll start with the Locks of the Week. But anyway, it's, it's a really good song. I highly recommend the album. I really Alex, highly recommend it. Do the locks. Okay, partner. Locks of the week. We again the NBA kicks off. I'll probably go with the Bucks tonight, the defending champions. They will, I think, take down Brooklyn. I'll I'm not quite sure what the spread is off the top of my head right now or the uh the difference, but I think Milwaukee wins tonight. The the <sighs> defending champions make a big statement to kick off the new year. They play host no, no, to no. the Nets. The team they uh the team they beat in round number two. I think the Bucks win tonight. I think Giannis puts up at least twenty and ten. I think Chris Milton has a fantastic game and Milwaukee walks out with a one nothing victory as they raise uh, or or rather a 1-0 start to the year. They win the game, and they raise their second championship banner in style while winning on the home floor to kick off the new season. I like it. I like it. I guess I'll take us next. I'll keep us in the NBA. Why not? Tomorrow, we got a huge slate. I think almost every other team, there's like 16 games, 15 games. So almost every other team besides the four playing tonight are going tomorrow. And I'm going to take us to the Bulls-Pistons game. I'm going to take Bulls minus four, minus four and a half. I think it's criminal that it's minus four and a half. The Pistons don't have Cade Cunningham playing. I honestly can't name anyone else on the team besides like Kelly Olynyk. The Pistons are probably the worst team in the NBA. They'll finish as the worst team in the NBA this year. So Bulls minus four and a half. I, I thought it was a joke when I saw it because it should be like minus 14 and a half. But... Bulls minus four and a half is my lock of the week. Bucks are a favorite by one and a half. By the way, I'm still going with with, with Milwaukee nonetheless. It's still a still a good bet. Oh, I'm next. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm next. The big I'm Yay to, fan over here. I'm trying to whip up a. a oh, we drink over Yay. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm trying to whip up a lay myself for the locks. But you know, y'all y'all know that I'm a soccer head. I love my soccer. So we're going to talk about Champions League tomorrow. Pretty good slate, a lot of teams. And it's really, the one I'm really looking for, as you guys know, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I'll never tell anyone to bet on Chelsea because, just don't, because that's my team and I don't want y'all messing us up. So, my lock of the week would definitely be Bayern over Benfica. 
Byron over Benfica is definitely looking great. Last time they played them on November 27th, 2018, 5-1 Byron, just by the way. Byron is also on a little a little win streak, too. They just they just won this weekend 5-1 over Leverkusen. So they have momentum. So and they always they always perform in the Champions League. They're always everyone, you know. I you know, if you have if you want to feel risky, you can take them. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be minus like one and a half, two. Uh like goals, like so the spread. Because I know the money line is probably like minus five something. So if you want to feel risky, I would I would put them, you know, they usually are a, a pretty consistent team that will win more than two goals. So if you want to feel, you know, a little risky bet, you maybe got a a, a first free hundred dollar bet or something. I'll I'll use it on Bayern. Bayern, you know, minus two and a half. Boss, do you have any exciting locks of the week for us? I do. Okay. I've had this one in my head for a long time, like thirty seconds. Um, so I decided I was bouncing around uh, a few different leagues, but I decided to go with an NHL parlay tonight. Um, not nothing too flashy, just a straight two-team parlay, both in the East. Um, first, I've got my New Jersey Devils at home against the Seattle Kraken. Yes, sir. Favored. One. Let's go, boys. Favored against an expansion team. That's, I mean, they're not poorly constructed, but they're not they're not the Vegas Golden Knights by any means. Mm-hmm. If we fold, if we and fold. I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning money line at home against the Panthers. Oh, absolutely. I'm a little oh, less oh, confident oh, about oh, that. Oh. Ooh. I'm a little less confident about that, but they, they just lost Kucherov that for is- like five weeks. Did they really for five weeks? They I did. I didn't hear the length. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was like five weeks. Tonight or though, mm. they're still favored. Florida, though. they should still get it. Mind- well, Florida's, Florida's still good. A good team. Florida's yeah. good. Florida's Tampa's much better. I'm pretty sure better. Florida's two and zero. Oh. No, I mean Florida's, they're not much better. Florida's, they're. I think they're better, but I don't think they're much better. Uh, That's good. That, I, I would look yeah, at the Florida, slate tonight. Florida two and zero oh right now. I might have to make a modification to this parlay. Hang on a second. Let me let me think on, this through because it, it is a full slate of hockey tonight. So I've got mm-hmm, some options right. here. Kucherov out though because my them. my parlay strategy is not you know to go for the home run ball and you know get too specific. My my thing is I like to pick two or three like slight to moderate favorites that I really like, combine them, and you get plus value on that. That's sort of my strategy. It worked out last week. Um, let me let me think about this. I'll go with the. You know what. I'm going to go with the Avs against the – actually, yeah, I'll go with the Avs uh, against the Capitals. Um, I'll parlay that. Games in Colorado? Uh, no, it's in Washington. Okay. So that, that gets you plus value. Not as good as it would have been otherwise, but, um, yeah, you get 10 to win like 12. So considering it's two favorites, I think it's pretty good. But mm. that's just me. Um, but, yeah, that's what I got. Fair enough. Boss. Betting on betting on hockey is a risky game. That's no, because of is. the randomness of it. Well, I mean, like the worst teams in the league win like thirty games a year. So like, that's fair. It's 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 a little risky. I do admit that. Hockey in general, what what I lo- it's a wide open competition every single year. No one's guaranteed to win it. It's a free for all. It's always wide open. It could be the Lightning. It could be the Penguins. It could be whoever else. It's really remarkable to see and how hockey. The way it's so competitive and so wide open every single year, Amir, you mentioned Kucherov. With him out, that makes things even more wide open very early on this season. Mm-hmm. Makes them much more open. Mm-hmm. Five weeks, especially for that team, without their top scorer or one of their top scorer at le- scores at least, 
that's a mighty long time, especially early on when you have teams like, again, um, you know, you have teams coming after them, like the Islanders especially. You have teams like the Bruins and and uh, and folks like that. Carolina may be also in that mix as well, but and and also Florida. But it's just it it's 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 really intriguing and how hockey's always to stay consistently competitive every single year. I find it amazing how it does that. And really, personally, me when it comes to some of the best sports or maybe the best sport, arguably hockey might be the best because it's so competitive. It's always exciting. It's always a free for all, and you're not guaranteed to know who's going to win every single year. It's really remarkable. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it has the best that's, postseason in pro sports. Oh, absolutely. That's what I say. And it's I not always say that. It's not even close. Baseball. Playoff hockey. No. So no. Playoff baseball is playoff good. Baseball is good. Playoff baseball is good. I'm sorry. Nothing beats, nothing nothing beats, beats playoff hockey. The, the Stanley the, Cup playoffs. The chaos of a game seven. Chaos is oh, the crowds, the goals, everything. Everything. Fights, everything. April. From April, if you're not a hockey fan, you better watch in April. Oh, absolutely. It's like it's like March Madness, basically. Exactly. Except for two months. March Madness on steroids, pretty much. If it's you just, think about it. It's just unstoppable, and I just love it. Yes. I put on so many people's hockey just for playoff hockey. They're like, oh, this is lit. I'm like, yeah. And then that, that it's like it's like the gateway to the regular season, and mm-hmm. then you're hooked. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that works. Might but. be a long time to tell who's going to win this year, but who do you think is the favorite right now to win the championship? Again, very early. We just started the year. If you were to pick one team to make it there or at least win it, who's your pick, guys? For hockey? For hockey, yeah. Avalanche. Colorado? Mm-hmm. Can, Islanders can, I kind of like is like a dark just, horse pick. I'm just an Islanders fan. So can Colorado okay. get past the second round, though? That's the question. Back to back I know, years, that's my cho- problem. They've choked. That every year. Mm-hmm. And just like I always say, the Jets do. I love the Winnipeg Jets, but they always lose in the second round. Yeah. And it makes me so mad. But Colorado needs this year. No, they, they, they need, need to win this to year. Win this they year. need to. Like Absolutely. They have that start, that firepower of, of Rattanen, uh, McKinnon, Landeskog. You know, everyone on that team is just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they have that firepower, they have a solid defense. Goaltending is beautiful. They're just they're a bunch of beauties. They are in the hockey in the hockey talk. They're a bunch of beauties. They so are. they need to figure out this year how can we get past the second round? Because I don't know. Uh, hopefully that everyone stays um, healthy. But for the past like three years, they keep losing in the second round while they're the. Like they're one of the like they're top up three, three one three two also mind you in in each series they're, every time and they're then they up go to in each seven. series and they blow it and then they go to game seven and they lose in overtime too mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. just like the stars just like the who they play last Vegas. year Vegas Vegas yeah like I was thinking I thought I thought the Avalanche had it this year last year actually no I knew the Lightning were winning last year I had the Lightning but I just felt like the Avalanche was the West to come out the West but yeah that's just, fair they just keep folding so. They just need to find a way to keep that momentum from going on from round one all the way to the final. Mm. Because if they don't keep that momentum, they do the silly mistakes. They think they're above their head. They're above everyone. They're gonna just keep losing. Yeah. Boss, you're you're a big Devils fan. That's a, that's no surprise. No, it isn't. Where do the Devils uh, look at this year? Where where? How far do you think they can make it? Well, I think first the goal has to be to be in the top eight sure. at the end of the season. Please, I think they can do that. I think they can do that. I think they've got, you know, they they've been slowly collecting young offensive talent for right. the last like 4 years now. I mean, guys like Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, um, you know, I, the list goes on and Jester, on. Jesper Bratt, folks like that, yeah. Yeah, you could include him too. Um, but now they've got, you know, 
They got Dougie Hamilton into the fold. Mm-hmm. They've got, in, in my opinion, someone who has been really overlooked, but I think someone that could be like a top, top goaltender in this league in Mackenzie Blackwood. That's fair. I think that, you know, they've got, I think they have a, a complete enough roster because it was always the defense that killed them. It was right. the defense and to a lesser extent the goaltending, uh, backup goaltending in particular, that killed them. Uh-huh. Look, you look at their re- look at their record in the last two years with Mackenzie Blackwood in net and without, and it's just without they're like league worst by far, and with it, like they were like a borderline playoff team. Um, and to add on to that, I think Lindy Ruff has like a pretty good system. That I think fits the personnel really well. He's good with young players. I mean, we saw what he did with the Stars. Um, I I mean, I don't think they're going to keep him as a head coach for like the long, long run, but as sort of a bridge coach to like finding their long-term guy, I think Lindy Ruff is a good guy. I think Tom, I think Fitzgerald has done a really good job just in terms of building this roster, going out, getting the right pieces in free agency. Um, I feel really good about where this team is. I think, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. I'll say that right now. Um, with the obvious caveat of injuries and, you know, guys staying healthy and all that, but that goes for any team in any year. Um, I think that should be the goal right now. First mm-hmm. and foremost, just get in. Once you please. get in, anything can happen. Right, I mean, please. the Devils were a six seed the last time we made the Stanley Cup finals. And I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but to illustrate my point, mm-hmm. getting in is the important thing. Once you're in, it's anybody's game. So, How much of a, of a role does P.K. Subban have to play this season? I mean, I, I wish Subban were, was worth the money that we're paying him. Like, he's not, he's not bad. Like, he's got yeah. a role, but he's not... He's not like he was like for a while like being billed to be one of the faces of the league. And right, just, his play on the ice does not support. That. Ever since leaving Nashville, really, ever since le- leaving Montreal, he's not been the same player. It's like it kind of reminds me of Beckham with the Galaxy. The celebrity yeah. is bigger than like the actual like product the on the field. Right, like he's not on the field. I mean on the ice, but he's not bad per se. Like he he can contribute from the blue line. He 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 does have some you know defensive acumen, mm-hmm. but. You know, I'm I'm more concerned on the defensive side what Dougie Hamilton's going to do, and okay. or for what it's worth, some of the younger guys like Ty Smith, um, than I am about PK Subban. He's just I don't think about him that much. Hmm. So that's that's kind of my take on that. Where does Luke Hughes fit into the situation? Maybe not this year, but maybe years to come. Well, he's he's Michigan right now, so okay. um, it's going to be a while before we see him in a Devils jersey. But I think he, he's going to fit in well. I also really like Alex Holtz. Alex Holtz is a guy who they drafted last year, winger. He played in, I want to say it was Sweden. I think it was Sweden. Uh, one of those European leagues he played last year. This year he's starting out in Utica. Um, so far he's played out of his mind, but I think they've only had two games so far this year, so obviously you got to wait and see. But it wouldn't surprise me if they call him up later this year. I think by next year definitely you'll see him, not just on the team, but I think you're going to see him playing a, a key role uh, for the Devils. Um, and, you know, look – I think I think this franchise has hit on virtually every first round pick they've made in the last like five years, and if you do that in the NHL, you know it's only a matter of time before that translates into the win column. And I think that this is the year for that to happen. So that's that's kind of how I. It better be the year. It better be. It I better mean, be. I'm sick and tired of it. Uh, I well, mean, I'm sick and tired of it. I need to see my double one playoff me. series in the last nine years. Like it's that's not going to cut it. Going to the final, like uh, like we were like w- uh, one of the premier organizations in hockey for mm-hmm, so long. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. But I think I think I think this will be a good year for us. It's I'm wide excited. Open. It's always wide open. The in Rock hockey, was. You never know. The Rock was on another level. I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I saw and from what I heard from people I know that did go. Oh yeah, it was on another level. during 2012. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm saying Jack on Friday. Got that oh, 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 okay. Yes, just I mean, it he was better sold keep out. It, up. He it was sold out for the up. first time in a while. He mm. better keep it up. That's and, all I'm saying. Jack well, Hughes yeah, is the... yeah. Um, 
I, I, I've got faith in Jack Hughes. I, I think he's going to go down as one of the great devils. When you think so? On. I think so. I, I feel like so. by the time Luke comes in, Jack won't even be on the Devils. Really? Yeah. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? I just if he underperforms this year again, I think he's gone. I don't. I don't think. Okay. Well, I guess that's where you and depends I depends how badly he. It depends how badly he. Well, also, that. I want to. I want to point yeah. out. And I hate to you know pull this card, but if you look at Jack Hughes' numbers before the Devils had to shut down for three weeks because of COVID, like mm-hmm. he had already made like a pretty big leap, mm-hmm. and then. You know, Jack Hughes, I think he lost like 10 pounds from when he had COVID. Because not only did they get COVID, but a lot of guys on the Devils got it really bad. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, Jack Hughes, I like, could not leave his bed for two weeks. <laughs> like um, me. Mackenzie, wow. Mackenzie Blackwood, oh, you had COVID? Twice. Oh, man. Twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stinks. Wow. Yeah, that lost, stinks. The first time I lost 17 pounds. Jesus, man. Oh, why? Mm-hmm. And it was before COVID became COVID. It was like January of 2020. Oh, so you were like one of the first. Yeah. Man. How'd you get it? How'd you get it done? I don't know. I really actually no. I do know my one of my girl, not my girl, not girlfriend. <laughs> okay. My one of my girls that are friends was sick and she was around me, but she said she was on antibiotics. Da da da. Ended up giving it to when me. When was so the second was, time you got it? Second time was January 2021. So exactly one year later. Was yeah. it as wow. bad the second time? Or? Nah, second time I was I was asymptomatic, but I had strep at the same time. Oh, uh, so it was just bad timing. Yeah, it was bad timing. Is that how you found out? Like you took a test and yeah, because I had strep and I was sick and everything. And then uh, they were like, they're like, all right, yep, you came back positive for strep and COVID. I was like, oh wow, I was like, wow, this is fun. That's bad luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've been lucky. At least I don't know that I've had it. I've um, never had so it either. Fingers thank crossed, thank it stays that way. Knock on wood, but that sh- that it didn't help. No, no, I, I mean, that but but to get back to my point about the Devils, um, not take anything away from that, but my point is it affected their play, and you could tell like there's a reason why they slumped so bad when they came out of that uh, pause, uh-huh. like they just weren't the same team. They finally got into a bit of a rhythm towards the end of the season, but now that they've had another full off season, I think that they're going to be in in good shape. So that's that's my take on the Devils. Fair enough, so. boss. We'll see where it plays out. we got about five minutes or so left on the first hour of the crew. When we come back, we'll do a short Can We Just Talk segment, and then we'll go go to hour two of the crew. Keep it locked and tuned in to 88.7 FM, also online at WRSU.org. This is WRSU FM, FM New Brunswick's The Crew of WRSU on Tuesday. Just talk. Can we just talk? Talk about All right, almost seven o'clock, so let's talk. This is Can We Just Talk on the WRSU crew. I've got a soccer topic. Um, I know Amir is going to have some strong feelings about this, and I think the rest of you will too. Um, big news out of FIFA. Um, a report from the Associated Press says that more than a dozen European nations are considering the possibility of leaving FIFA altogether if they go ahead with proposals to make the FIFA World Cup every two years rather than every four years. Hmm. Um, Apparently, FIFA president Gianni Infantino pitched the idea of a biennial World Cup on Tuesday, earlier today, I should say. Uh, Arsene Wenger, uh, former Arsenal manager, is among those who have publicly tried to get people to come around to the idea. So, World Cup is slated for next December, so a little over a year, and then... 2026 but after that it might be every two years so i think it's a horrible idea um 
because it's not even necessarily the tournament itself, but it's the qualifying. It's the they've added on Nations League. These guys are playing in some cases 40, 45 matches a year for their clubs between all the different competitions they're playing. It's just too much. I agree. And it's terrible. We saw, and I know it's a different sport, but we saw what overuse can do in, in last year's NBA playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, the injuries and all that. I would hate for that to happen at a World Cup or a Champions League or a tight Premier League race. Um, you know, because that's that that's no fun. And hopefully that is all post-COVID, by the way. Let's say this thing actually happens. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but hopefully it's all post-COVID. Let's keep in mind that this whole uh, the uh, the the NBA short and off season happened during an unprecedented pandemic, well, of which course. caused all this to happen. No, of course. But hopefully COVID doesn't uh, affect this idea. But as a whole, I mean, if I mean it, it is a horrible idea. I do agree with you on that, but. Not just that, you would think maybe, you know, again, FIFA's had a, a, a lot of corruption issues and a whole bunch of issues regarding, you know, m uh, money and, 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 and finances and things like that. Not just that would give them a reason, but I think, I mean, this could be a way to maybe cover that up or it could be a way to make some more money, on, on of, of course, on the side off of it. As a whole, I agree, it's a horrible idea. It's, 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 it's really not smart. And when it comes to those, you know, again, those players who play, especially the big players in the world like Neymar, uh, Messi, Ronaldo, all those players, when they're playing for PS, PSG or Juventus or Man U or whoever, whoever they're playing for, you know, it's really, it's really a it's very detrimental to their, again, careers. It's detrimental to their health and the way they're able to last long. And again, these guys like Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar are in their 30s. They don't have a lot of time left. Neymar has more time, but compared to Ronaldo and Messi, they're towards the end of the exit, if you kind of know what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it's just it's just the fixture congestion. No, of course. It's, the only way I could possibly get on board with this is if you like drastically redid how you did qualifying. Like if you said we're going to do it based on like some sort of uh like you know, like kind of like what college basketball does with the uh with the net rankings, uh -huh. like say you have like just instead of like a qualifying tournament that takes up like 15, 16 games, you just have them play like regular friendly, space it out and then just, you know, base it off of that. Um, How many know. games would you imagine in that? I don't know. I mean, like, they, they have, like, inter an international window every month, pretty much, mm -hmm. uh, outside of the tournament. So you could feasibly get, like, 20 games in. But my point is, instead of having, like, a bunch of different competitions, just, you know, have them play each other. They can schedule, like, cross-confederation uh, stuff. So, like, say Italy wants to play Brazil, for instance. You know, they could do that. And then just, like, you know, use the results of that, put into, like, a metric, and then take the top 32 or however many teams. Um, that's in a way to like limit the the load on the players. That would be the only way I could be around it, but I know they're not going to do that. Cuz they also started this Nations League. In my opinion, it's a bit of a grift because Nations League doesn't really do anything that the Euros or Copa America or any of these other competitions do. So, you know, I think that I I just think the whole thing's a scam and I think it's a horrible idea. Amir? Terrible idea. You already know I'm I'm going to keep it short and simple because I know we got an hour or two. Terrible idea. Load management already right now. Ever since the you know COVID restart happened, if you if you guys like don't understand though, like Premier League started in June of 2020. Then after you know they had a little break, and then they went back in like November, December. I forgot I forgot what what month it was. Then they ended in May. Then they went to Euros, and now we're back in Premier League again. So as you can see, they already got plenty you know they got international breaks they already came they just came up for international break last week they just had to restart of all the leagues again 
because of that, the Nations League and everything. So, you know, World These Cup folks qualifiers. also have families, That's too. That's what I'm saying. Let's they all have families. They have families, you know, load management, their bodies, they're tired. Like, you know, then then just because also, too, they're on the country on the countryside, teams have to look at in consideration that I might have to bench my best player because he's tired. We can't overuse him. I don't need him getting hurt. So I think that's a terrible idea. Let the World Cup be every four years still. And it gives that more excitement that it's coming up instead of two years. Like, uh, every two years, like, no, I want it. Like, kind of gives a little excitement for four years. Like, all right, who's going to win it this year? Like, it makes it bland. It yeah. makes it bland after a while. Same mm-hmm. thing over, 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 I mean, over I don't necessarily think that that's my biggest issue with it. No, of course. Just because, you know, I mean, there are tournaments that happen every year that are still, like, very special. Like, sure. March Madness, for instance. Like, I think... I could live with like if it was just the tournament, I could live with it being every two years, and then you could have the Euros and Copa and all that stuff in the off year. But the qualifying is what makes it a no for me because mm-hmm. it's just too much. It's too much to put on these players, unless you were to completely revamp how you did the qualifying and you know said, oh, maybe the clubs, you know, maybe we don't need to have two league cups in England. Like I think maybe the FA Cup is just enough. You know, like if you're not willing to do that, then you know it's just a bad idea. I'm sorry, like it's just no. No, so now I don't think it's going to happen because um, FIFA knows that if uh, a bunch of European countries refuse to go, like the value of the World Cup goes way down. So I I, I think that that makes it kind of dead on arrival. I could see them trying to maybe make three years a thing, which would still not be good, but it'd be less bad. But I don't know. That's just me. So yeah, I mean. Listen, at first, when you mentioned the idea, I was like, oh, that sounds cool because as a soccer fan, I just thought it'd be fun to watch it more often because, like, you know, World Cup's so much fun, but you guys convinced me. I say it's a bad idea. Let's not do it. Uh, we turned you. We t- I mean, we should have had you lead off. It would have been a good debate. Yeah, the, the debate, the debate, it wasn't much of a two-sided debate. I don't really, I can't, ar- I can't argue for why it should be every two years. Just that it's more fun to watch. Yeah, but, you know, FIFA gonna FIFA, so... All right, that'll do it for us here on Can We Just Talk. We've got another hour going up till 8 p.m. right here, so stick around. It's the Tuesday crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.